Welcome to Holland, a podcast to share stories of unexpected blessings and struggles with being a mom to an extraordinary kid or kids. I'm your host, Abby Character. I always say everyone has a story. Four years ago, with the birth of my superhero, I began hearing the stories of other moms who were walking similar paths as us. And those stories have blessed me in so many ways. It's my hope that by sharing these stories that other moms can be uplifted, encouraged, and strengthened in their faith and this journey of special needs. our first podcast. My guest today is my husband, Mark. On a date night several weeks ago, I mentioned that I had felt God laid on my heart to create a podcast or something to share the stories of moms and families who are running this marathon in special needs. Well, he got all excited and encouraged me to go for it. And to make sure I stuck with it and didn't give up, he bought me a microphone, a really nice microphone for Christmas. So I have no excuses, y'all. I have to do this. Anyway, Mark is daddy to 10 kiddos, which are all mine too. And he's also an engineer, which means he's a big old handsome nerd and a bit of an introvert. So he may not talk too much today. Thankfully, he married me who can't stand to just sit still and keeps his life from being boring. So say hi. Howdy, y'all. First up, I wanted to kind of share why the podcast is called Welcome to Holland, because what does Holland have to do about special needs anyways, right? Right. So, um, shortly after we had our daughter, Emmy, and she was diagnosed with a genetic condition, we'll talk about that in a few minutes too, I ran across an essay by Emily Pearl Kingsley that she wrote in the 1980s. She's a mom to an amazing kid with Down syndrome, which I'm sure is an adult now since it was the 80s, right? So, anyway, she shares in this that having a child with special needs is a bit like planning a trip to Italy and you get everything ready and you're excited about going to Italy. But then when you land, the flight attendant says, welcome to Holland. And it's not that Holland isn't beautiful. It's just you weren't expecting to go there. And so I wanted this podcast to focus on all the beauty of Holland, but also the hard part of the unexpected part that goes along with not making it to Italy. And I'll put a link on the blog and on the podcast so that um, you can read the essay in its full content. It's a really, really good essay. So now on to our guest, Mark. So Mark, we're going to talk a little bit today. I sent you the questions so you wouldn't <laughs> be put on the spot. But I wanted to talk a little bit today about our story because I'm sure people would like to know sort of what started our trip to Holland. So... um you share. You want to start sharing? <laughs> he makes a bad face at me. Okay, I'll start sharing. Big saucer eyes. I know, big saucer eyes. Thankfully, this isn't TV, right? We could do a YouTube channel. No, thank you. Okay. Um, we are, like I said, mom and dad to 10 kids that are all ours, um, which means they're his and mine. They're not yours, mine, and ours. Does that make any sense? Anyways, um, But when we had our eighth daughter, our eighth child. (laughs) No, not our eighth daughter. There's only three daughters. Yes. She's our third daughter, but she was our eighth child. Um, We noticed that she had some fun little cute birthmarks on her. And after doing a little research, we realized they're called cafe au lait spots, coffee with milk. 
And then we um, found out that if you have a certain number, you probably, you might have a genetic condition. And so around three months old, she was diagnosed with this genetic condition called neurofibromatosis type 1. And we call it NF for short because that's a really long name and everybody looks at you funny when you try to say it. So that was our start and our introduction into having a kid with special needs. Her needs are more medical right now. As she grows, she may evolve into some learning disabilities or issues and um, all the fun that comes along with having NF. But right now we've dealt with mostly medical stuff. She's had three surgeries and she's been in a, some sort of brace most of her life. I think I counted up. It was like 15 months that she has been without a brace. And she's four years old, four and a half years old. Four and a half, that's right. <laughs> and she would remind you of that, too, probably. And um, it's just been an interesting journey. I think it's been really um, interesting to walk. So her surgeries have involved, uh, she has spinal fusion at 21 months old to correct what was called kyphosis, which is a bending, a C-shaped bend in her neck. Um, she wore a halo for eight months and then was in a brace that they didn't want us to take off for three, two months after that. And then um, she now has scoliosis in her back and she wears a brace for that. That's stable. She has two um, benign tumors that we know of in her body, one on her neck that's extremely large. It goes down into her shoulder and into her, her chest and then one on her hip that's pretty large too, but not as big as the one on her neck. And she also has, um, she wears glasses. She has an eye issue, which is not related to NF, but it is, <laughs> it is inherited from me. Um, and, uh, she had this past October, she was diagnosed with a disease called Moya Moya, which involves the brain and blood flow to the brain. So she had a craniotomy and uh, indirect bypass in November of last year. So that has been our journey. And she is a spitfire kid. And uh, that's our journey in like 10 minutes. Did I get it in in less than 10 minutes? 30 seconds. That was pretty good, wasn't it? That was definitely a nutshell version. Get it doing that. And of course, sometimes though, I go, wait a second, I've missed something. There's got to be something else in there because her list keeps growing and her specialist list keeps growing. So we, um, it's, it's been an interesting journey, but she is a fun curly haired. She's our only curly haired kid who pretty much rules the roost or at least thinks she does. <laughs> and sometimes we let her think that, but she really doesn't. So, so I guess we need to talk about what, what do you think Mark has been for you? The biggest challenge of having a kid with special needs. That wasn't, was that one of the questions? That was one of the questions. Oh, me, oh, my. I think navigating all of the, um, I'll just answer for you since you're just going <laughs> to sit here and say, I don't know. I'm sorry. Well, I think you're going to say diving into the medical world. We yeah. really never had to do that with any of the other kids. There was really mm -hmm. no other issues that, you know, really required any kind of, uh, special support for any of the other kids and so this was just a huge diving into the deep end when we we found out you know what she had and and what it meant and then 
all these things started happening right away with her uh, multiple MRIs and her cervical spine bending the wrong direction and having to make rapid decisions to protect her that were hard, that were, uh, you know, life-changing for us in many ways because you don't put a, how old was she? She was 15 months. 15-month-old in a halo just on a whim. No. And then, you know, having to deal with all the stuff that comes along with that, you just never imagine that. I guess that's the Holland moment of, okay, now your kid's in a halo. She needs a special car seat, and she needs a bigger stroller, and uh, what are you going to do if she falls, and you have to put medicine on every single night, and and she's and, morning. and and she's less than two years old, and we still don't know what the end result is going to be when this is all done, yeah, or how long this is going to last, or what's going to happen with any of the rest of the stuff. So the uncertainty, I think that's the biggest challenge, is the uncertainty, especially with NF. Not not especially, but it it seems like enough. that's that's a big thing with NF is there's no set consequence you don't say okay you have nf and thus a b c and d are expected to happen at these intervals and so that that doesn't exist because nf could range from absolutely zero symptoms to just debilitating things or even worse than what emmy's gone through right like we were talking about tonight she could have had a broken leg or a um have to have an amputation or something like that but hers is just different it's just affected different parts of her bone or or her other area yeah i think during the extreme moments that we had i i went into so my background is in social work mark's an engineer neither one of us have medical backgrounds i worked with adults and children with um, intellectual disabilities and autism before we had kids so I had a little tiny little bit of medical experience but not anything like what we've had to do these past few years and it never fails at least once or twice probably more than that a year we get someone who says are you in the medical field (laughs) no I have a child with a medical (laughs) medical issues I I have to speak her language we are now (laughs) yeah we are now so um yeah I had someone tell me that recently too you you are now you're an expert now um but anyways but i think during those the times when we had the emergency type situations because her neck went from oh this isn't good to oh this is really bad really fast um that my brain was on autopilot and i just was like okay what do we have to do we're gonna have to let's just plan and i put i wanted to put things in order and go but it was still, like you said, the unexpected is the biggest challenge and struggle we have now is we have no idea what her future is going to look like. We have no way of saying that she'll have Moya Moya again or she'll have to deal with something else that's related to that or to her spine. There's just nothing out there. And that was, I think that was one of the hardest things with the halo too was because now, when you look back now at the study, that case study that they did on her and read it and were like, wow, really no child had ever had a spinal fusion. No child with NF had ever had a spinal fusion before age, what was it, 10? Yeah, it was like 8 or 10. This, this was for NF. 
And so she was the, like the first one that's had one, um, at 21 months. So, um, it was really, it's really interesting because nobody really knew. And we really had to, our faith was stretched and we had to just trust God that he was going to take care of her and he was going to protect her no matter what. And that's, that's been kind of her theme is that we've just had to rely so much more on him. I think now I'm getting into like my fourth question, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, anyway, so, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the perfect transition there. You're already an experienced podcaster. You're amazing. Of course, I already knew that. And you already knew you were amazing. Uh, but yeah, the biggest blessing has been, well, like I say, you, you, you jump into the pool and you sink or swim. And so it's, it's, do you believe God's promises or not? You know, do you have faith that he's got a plan and he's ultimately in control or not? And is this child his gift to you or does she belong to you and everything's supposed to be perfect? Just because yeah. she's our child. That's a pretty stark choice you face. Yeah. And so I would definitely say that it has strengthened my faith to say, and, and God's, I, 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 you know, after all of her major stuff, uh, I always like to say, you know, this is, God has been gracious to us. He did not have to choose to allow everything to go as well as it has. Yeah. It could have gone much worse. There could have been more complications and, and other things wrong or whatever, but by his grace, by the prayers of saints around the world, you know, um, it, it, it's, we've been very blessed and, and that the interventions have basically been successful to date. Yeah. So that, and sometimes it's easy to forget for a moment that there's all this stuff that she's been through and all this stuff ahead of her when she's just running around acting like normal. <laughs> like the normal strong-willed four-year-old. Yeah, so, <laughs> but then you remember, like, okay, God, thank you for the time we've had, and please give us more and help us to know what to do to help her. Yeah. I think the biggest blessing for me is... um I love songs like J.J. Heller has a song out. I can't remember the name of it, but one of the one of the lines is "Heartbeats only happen one at a time," and the song, whole song is about living in the small moments, not just focusing on the big, like "Oh, we went to Disney World" or something like that. But it's focusing on everyday moments. And Emmy, having Emmy, has reminded me to focus on being joyful in every moment. And like, like you said, when we, it's easy to forget all that she's been through when she's running around and screaming at her brothers or, um, making us laugh because of the way she's dancing or something like that. And, and then you look at it, just, you just stop. I'll just stop and I'll just look at her and go, God, look at what you have done through this kid's life so far. I'm just, thank you for giving us this moment that we can either get frustrated or laugh like crazy at how silly she is. So that to me is the big blessing too. So, and you kind of talked about how my next question was, what has God taught you in this journey? And you talked about that, how he's, he's 
he's taught you to rely more on him. I feel like you kind of touched on that too. So I've always said our faith is stretched. <laughs> and because and I agree with you, we have looked back on moments and gone, how in the world? There's no way that anything could be anything but him that has has sustained her or us through any of what she has gone through. So especially her Moya Moya and we went to when with her Moya Moya, which is a heart. She had a constricted blood flow from a, one of her main arteries in her brain on the left side. And um, we decided that we really wanted the best of the best to do the surgery to help her. And we decided if God could open that door, especially with insurance, that we were going to do it. And he did. And then we needed to arrange airfare and we had to arrange where we were going to stay and arrange for the kids. And we were, of course, this is all me. I'll focus on let's do, do, do. And we figured out how much we felt like we needed. Of course, we don't have any money saved um, for medical expenses because we weren't expecting any of this. So we've been trying to play catch up on that kind of stuff, um, at least with our insurance, because we meet our out-of-pocket max every year, <laughs> thanks to MRIs and braces and stuff, back braces. Um, anyway, so um, but uh, so we we asked for help with friends with a GoFundMe account, and we were blessed within days of getting the help we needed over and above what we needed, and. Um, which allows us to kind of pay for another trip out to California. That's where her specialist is. So we were um, all of that. And through the whole thing, I was like, I think I, and I, I had to give a testimony in church and say, I was, I, I don't know why I doubted that God would provide for us, but everything came through fine. It was like smooth sailing, but the whole time, I'm worried about trying to get everything planned, getting the kids taken care of, getting the uh, housing arranged, getting the the flights arranged, everything like that. But God provided each step of the way. Miracle flights came through with us and we had our plane tickets um, were provided by them within no time. Ronald McDonald House came through and just just like they said they would in no, in no time. But God just worked everything out. So it was such a smooth trip there and back um, besides the stomach bug that she got after she was discharged from the hospital for surgery um, which is a little scary but God worked it all out and I, I feel like God keeps just gently tapping me on the shoulder saying hey you know what Abby I got this you just need to chill out and then when I ignore him and kind of brush his, brush his hands away from me then he taps me on the shoulder again and says see I told you uh Again, once again, I under, I forget and I have to ask for his forgiveness because I forget how much he's provided for us. And we kind of talked about how our faith has grown and changed having her. I feel like, like you said, your faith has gotten stronger. Um, I feel like mine has too. Seeing answered prayers <laughs> over and over and over again with her has really been an amazing way to, um, to live. So... And the last question I had to ask for you is, but I wanted to talk about, um, for, especially for moms, I don't know if you can, but you can answer this too, if you feel like you can, but I'm going to answer as well. What do you do to breathe? That's what I call it. I know the first year when Emmy was diagnosed, you remember us sitting on the steps? I said, if we can get through this first year, 
we can get through anything. And I remember the whole first year. <laughs> I remember, or at least it would be easy. I felt like it would be easier to cope, I guess, is what went through my head. If we can just make it through the first year and figure out how to deal with the doctors, because each doctor is different. Each office is different. Each hospital is different. All of the protocols are different, even if the hospitals are in the same network. So you have to learn all their different protocols and you have to remember to ask them, what is your protocol for this MRI or this or whatever? And, oh, you know, she has to be under general anesthesia. So you need to make sure to plan for that. Yes, she'll have to be, she'll have to be intubated. Every time she has an MRI, she has to be intubated. She has to have, go under general anesthesia um, instead of just a, a little sedation. Um, so we have to remind the, the doctors and the nurses, oh, we do this, we do that. Don't give her volume. She'll puke all over everything. You know, um, all of these steps, you have to remember all of the steps. You have to remember everything that she has going on with her because they have to know all of this information. But then you have to figure out, oh, where do I go? Some people want you to go to radiology for this, for an MRI, but some people want you to go to day. Anyways, so we have to remember all of that. So I remember, though, our first year taking deep breaths. I would say I would just breathe, breathe in and then breathe out and breathe out as far as I can. And Mark would go, are you okay? I'm like, yes, I'm just trying to remember to breathe. But then I also had these moments where I felt like I needed to just go out and breathe. So I would go out and go shopping or I'd go grab a coffee and just sit or I'd meet up with uh, my best friends and we would sit around and cry and laugh and just forget that just breathe, not forget, but we would just breathe for a moment. So what do you do to breathe? What do you do to, to relax when it starts getting overwhelming? Mark. <laughs> relax. What's that? No, I know. I relax plenty. I relax <laughs> too much. To work. <laughs> yeah, I drive to work. That's right. He has an hour drive I, to work every day. And I, I go to work to, to, uh, get some rest. Don't don't say that because you your coworkers might listen and be like, "What's oh, he they, do? Just they... come in and sleep?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, they, hopefully they know better. I know. I think that I well, like weekly, we do weekly dates. We try mm, to get away yeah. for weekly dates. I don't know if that has more so to do with Emmy. I think it was really important right right around before we left for California that we got away. We needed that time to kind of rehash and just have fun together, both of us. So, I don't know. But it is so important. To me, I felt like that's really important for a lot of moms, and they don't do that for themselves, and they wind up burning themselves into the ground, is to be able to take time away to decompress, whether it's going to get your nails done or going into Kroger to shop by yourself or going, well, Kroger, Target. Kroger's right near us, so I say Kroger, but Target is probably the one that everybody likes to go to, because hello, Joanna Gaines, Magnolia Holmes, you know? Anyways, <laughs> that's important stuff for us, Mark. Okay. I'm telling you. Sure. But, um... Shooting feel, range? Shooting range. Shooting range, or the... No, you don't like Apple. I was going to say the iPhone store. Or the Google store. <laughs> There's no Google store. Where's the Google? Anyways, yeah. So I feel like it's important that, that moms do make sure that they have that time to get away. Some moms like to write. Some like to draw. I wish I could draw, but that's not going to happen. But to find something that you can do, even if it's for five minutes, even if you're locking yourself in the bathroom to eat your piece of chocolate bar, 
whatever. I feel like us moms who are, are walking this journey need to breathe. So I think that's all the questions I have today. Do you want to share anything else, honey? No, thank you. You did good opening up. Thank you so much for being my first guest. I am honored. Are you really? Yes. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for joining us today. Be sure to check out our blog for resources from today's podcast, bunchofcharacters.com. We look forward to sharing more stories on Welcome to Holland. If you or someone you know would like to share a story, please feel free to contact me at hollandtourist at bunchofcharacters.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast too. May God bless you as you continue to live your story.